Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 60 called, You Have Raised a Banner. Well, can you say tonight, and I hope you can, the Lord is my banner. He's my rallying point. He's my refuge. He's the one I go to. He's the one I lean on in troubled times. I'm not fretting. I'm not biting my fingernails off. Look, I'm concerned as much as anybody else, but I know in whom I have trusted. And I know I've got one Savior. One go-between between God and man. That's the man, the God-man, Christ Jesus. Amen? The Lord is my banner. That's what David is saying here. And the same God who brought the trouble, back to Psalm 60, is the same God that is the solution. You say, well, why is that? Why does God allow discipline into my life, then rescues me from it? Well, (laughs) let me ask you a question. You ever had to discipline a child? It's it's because he allows us to taste some defeat so that we can see in whom we find final victory. Because you can get away with it for a while as a human, but ultimately you got to make peace with God, man. And you got to live your life for divine uh, purposes, for something that's transcendent. Amen? And so we got the Selah after verse 4. You can see how fitting it is because it's like let it sink in. Now, we're, we're going to move a little quicker here, but verse 5 stays on the positive. Back in Psalm 60, it says that thy beloved may be delivered. That's why the Lord is our banner for deliverance. And then it's a cry, save with thy right hand, answer us. Lord, we've lost here. We're, we're being disciplined. Would you save? Would you be our banner? Notice that the people of God are called thy beloved, that you, thy beloved, your beloved people would be delivered. You know, God loves us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you know that uh, over and over again in the New Testament, the church is identified as the beloved of God. Paul writes Romans 1.7, beloved of God in Rome. 1 Thessalonians 1.4, the beloved of God in Thessalonica. Ephesians 5.1 and 2, the beloved in Ephesus. And so on and so forth. We are the beloved of God. And I will tell you, these ancient cities weren't pretty And if you were a believer in Rome, you might not be the most sophisticated, mature believer. These are places where believers were struggling in the ancient world with a lot of stuff, just like we struggle in our day. But they're called the beloved in Rome, the beloved in Thessalonica, the beloved in this city, because God has decided to love his people. And the moment that you receive Christ Jesus into your life, you're the beloved of God. And Even if you're not a believer tonight, God loves you. That's why Jesus came. God, 6, has spoken from his sanctuary. This could be rendered um, in his holiness as well. Uh, God has spoken in his holiness in NAS. He, I will exult, I will rejoice, I will portion out Shechem, measure out the valley of Sukkot. And this simply just means that God now interjects, personally speaks in the psalm in his holiness. 
And what does he say? It's like you get the answer here. You've been praying? Okay, here it is. God speaks from his, his sanctuary. He answers the prayer. He speaks in his holiness. And he says, I will rejoice. He rejoices to give his people victory. I will portion out, speaks of control. And then we have some lands mentioned here. Shechem, Sukkot, uh, east and west of the Jordan River. God rejoices to give you victory. Did you know that? He's happy to see you succeed. In fact, he wants you to have a victorious walk in the Lord. He rejoices. Heaven rejoices over one sinner that repentance that repents, Luke 15. But God also rejoices, we just saw in the psalm, when you succeed, when you do well. When you're faced with that temptation for the 99th time and finally you decide to go the other way. Praise the Lord. And I think we could say the Lord says, good. Michael's getting better. He didn't step into that same pit for the hundredth time. He rejoices when we're walking in victory. And when we're defeated, when we shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak, what do you think heaven feels? We can grieve the Holy Spirit with our words, Ephesians chapter 4. He wants us to succeed. He is for you, not against you. Man, you got to remember that. Because some of you have a view of God that's so unhealthy. And oftentimes it comes from our past. He's for you. He rejoices when you do well. In triumph, I will parcel out Shechem. I'll divide it. Uh, it speaks of sovereignty, possession, victory. He rejoices in victory. God is our banner. Notice God continues to speak in verse 7, and he's now claiming lands that have been or will be conquered because the, the psalm, I think, is looking at a hopeful outcome. And God is answering it here. Gilead is mine. <clears throat> Manasseh is mine. Now God is claiming these for himself. Ephraim also is the helmet of my head. Interesting. Judah is my scepter. Notice mine, mine, my, my. Now Ephraim denotes perhaps the military here. Judah might speak of the law civil power, <clears throat> but they've been subdued. Moab is my wash basin or wash bowl. That would probably be for your feet there. Moab was an ancient enemy of the Israelites. In fact, the Moabites uh, got Israel in trouble in the book of Numbers, and they intermarried with the women, and it was a total disaster. So God deals with them. And again, remember, we're dealing with military struggles as well. Over Edom, where that's the land that was developed uh, from Esau, Jacob's brother. I, I will throw my shoe upon Edom, or I'll toss my sandal. Speaks of being under uh, authority here. Shout, shout loud, O Philistia, because of me, or over, over Philistia, I shall triumph. There, you can look in your study Bibles for east and west, north and south. <clears throat> I think most scholars see that God is saying, I have victory over the whole land of Israel. East, west, north, south, I control it all. It's mine, I will claim it, and I will use David to accomplish it. And then verses 9 through 12, we see another cry for help. Who will bring me into the besieged city? Who will lead me to Edom? 
still some question about helping help from God. Has not thou thyself, O God, rejected us? Will thou not go forth with our armies, O God? O give us help. That word could be translated salvation. Save us against the adversary. For deliverance by man is vain. Now, as often as we see in the Psalms, we have the problem, we have the prayer and the potential solution, but not yet fully realized, even though there's a promise there. And so there's still a little question mark hanging, and that's sometimes how, how we feel. <laughs> like we pray about something and we get a, a preacher preaches about it on the radio or we turn in our devotion and is speaking just about the thing. We're like, oh yeah, God just spoke to me from heaven. Lightning bolt, the page opened and wow, there it is. And then an hour passes and you're like, well, was that really God? I don't know if he, you know, was it really a lightning bolt? Did I just happen to turn that, to that page in my Bible? Is the Lord speaking to me? What's going on? We can do all of that. Will thou not go forth with our armies, O God? Remember Moses said, if you don't go, I ain't going nowhere. If you don't go with us, we ain't going. I think David is repeating that. Give us help against the adversary. For deliverance by man is vain. That word means empty. It's just not going to last. Uh, write down for you note takers Psalm 13. I won't have you turn there, but similar feel. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel against my soul? Having sorrow in my heart all day, all day, how long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me. O Lord, my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Answer me, O Lord. And then the, the confident end, which I want to encourage you with. Through God, what's your Bible say? We shall do valiantly. So now a confident end. It is he who will tread down our adversaries. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We did a memorial service here earlier today. And uh, family laid to rest. Uh, Frank Spicer, he lived almost 91 years. They were part of the church and then moved out of the area, but we held the memorial service here. And uh, I was sharing a sports story. Frank was a big Dodgers fan, and he did get to see the Dodgers win the World Series, but his family said he fell asleep during the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> you know, 90, and he was having some health issues. But anyway, um, I mentioned his favorite Bible verse was John 3.16. And so I pulled up a story. Maybe you guys have heard this before, but it was about Tim Tebow. And it, Tim Tebow was... Uh, the quarterback for the Florida Gators, and they played in the national championship game in 2008. And it was, I think, January the 9th, 2008. And uh, he, had, he had war on his eye black, uh, Philippians 4.13, for a while, and they had a huge winning streak. And even some of the non-Christian coaches were getting a little bit like mysterious about the, the Bible versus working, man. Don't change the verse. What does it say again? I can do all things. And I don't think Paul wrote that about sports, but you know, hey, there it is. So Tebow's wearing it and he changed it on the day of the national championship game to John 3.16. During the game, 94 million people Googled John 
Let me say that again. 94 million people. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Tebow's wearing it, and he changed it on the day of the national championship game to John 3.16. During the game, 94 million people Googled John 3.16. Let me say that again. 94 million people. So they won the national championship game. Three years pass, and Tebow's in the professional uh, NFL now, and he's the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Three years to the day, so from January 2008, I think, if I'm correct, you can check me on the dates, to 2011, the Denver Broncos are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. My beloved Steelers. I won't forget this game. But uh, Tebow threw a late touchdown, beat us in that game, and they went on to play the Patriots, and you know what happened then. They lost. But. So after the game, uh, he wears the eye black again, John 3, 16. 90 million people Google the Bible verse during that playoff game. He's walking to do a press conference with the media, and the uh, media guy for the team stops him in the hallway. I think his name was Kevin. And he says, do you know what happened during this game? He goes, yeah, we just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and we're going to play the Patriots. He goes, no, 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 you don't know what happened. He begins to go through the statistics and let me just see if I can remember them. Your yards per rush were 3.16. Your pass completion percentage was 31.6. The TV rating was 31.6. Your time of possession that you guys held the ball was 31.6. And he goes down and everything has 316 in it. Tebow's been interviewed multiple times. And he says, if you think that that was just a coincidence, that wasn't, that was God. And through those two games, 184 million people Googled a Bible verse that I hope you all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him won't perish. They'll have everlasting life. Now, it shocked me, uh, but maybe this is just because I'm a preacher that that many people had to Google the verse. <laughs> but, yeah. 
because I thought most people who grew up in Sunday school know that verse. But, but I just want you to know that God is a God of salvation. And he will do valiantly through us. Through God, we shall do valiantly. He'll cause you to be brave. He'll, he'll cause you to know a power you've never known before. He has the power to save, the power to transform, the power to use your life. He gives you spiritual gifts when you get saved. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. It's a whole incredible new life. Praise God that we can do valiantly through him. We can do all things. Our God, Nehemiah said, our God will fight for us. Our God is faithful. And so I want you to just maybe take another Selah moment for a second and just concentrate on that last verse. Through God, we shall do valiantly. God has good works prepared beforehand that you and I should walk in them. We shall do. Maybe we need to start standing a little bit more confidently on those promises. We shall do valiantly through him. This is not a time to wallow in fear. This is not a time to back off. This is not a time to play games with God. This is a time to say, Lord, I want to do valiantly for you. I want to be in the game. And my prayer for you is that you will use your life. You know, I think the room is filled with mostly Christians here, but I, I will say this. It's not just about getting saved. It's about using your life in service of this great king, amen? And touching many other lives with his truth. Lord, as we bow before you in the closing moments of this time together, we are grateful for Psalm 60. The Lord is my banner. You will raise up a banner. You are our refuge and our strength. You are the one we rally to. You are the one we lean on. And you have raised a banner for your people. And every time we have a question about where to go, we go to a throne of grace to find help, mercy in time of need. I was talking to a brother in the Lord recently and just, we were emphasizing, we were just kind of basking in this truth that when we pray, we pray to the God-man, the throne of grace, our high priest understands us because he's still 100% man and 100% God. And when we pray to our high priest, when we go to our banner, he empathizes, sympathizes with our weaknesses because he was in all points tempted as us yet without sin. He understands. He knows what it's like to be human for that's what he is. He's also divine. And there's a mystery in that, but my prayer for you is that you'd realize that when you go to your banner, when you go to your God, when you rally to him, he understands. And he promises to pour out mercy and grace in time of need. Reread Hebrews 4, the end of that chapter. It's so beautiful. Now, with your head and heart bowed, and those of you who are watching live stream, I just want you to consider a simple question. Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your banner? If you're not sure, he is a prayer away. But I do want to explain that just saying a sinner's prayer, while it's good, it includes the idea of repenting, and that means to turn away from your sin, turn away from doing it on your own, and trusting him fully for your salvation, but also saying, Lord, I want to follow you. Teach me what it, it looks like to follow you as my king and my God. So it's something this simple, but yet this profound. 
You could say it in your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe in who you are. I believe that you're God who entered into time and space, Emmanuel, God with us. I believe you lived the perfect life that I could never live. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Pray pray if it's you. I believe that you rose again from the dead to defeat our mortal enemy, death itself. I'm turning from my sin tonight, placing my trust in you and you alone for my salvation. And I'm asking you to help me to follow you. I know I will do it imperfectly. I know how much I fall short, but thank you that you paid for my sin at the cross. Teach me your ways. Help me to follow you as my good shepherd who laid down his life for me. Lord, for those who are crying out tonight, we give you praise and thanks. And there may be some who feel like they're prodigals. It's been a while since they've been walking with the shepherd. And if that's you, I pray you do some business with your Lord right here and right now. And Father, also for the saints of God, the beloved of God, who are here tonight. I know um, so many are fighting the good fight, hungry to hear from you and to apply your word. Would you bless them? Keep them. Let your beautiful face shine upon them. Give them shalom. Give them peace. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to You Have Raised a Banner, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 60. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to honor you as our listener and put you on our show. Would you call us and leave a short voicemail about why you listen to Walk in Truth or any words of encouragement, prayer, or blessing you'd like to say to your fellow listeners? Simply call 844-48-TRUTH and leave a short message. Again, please call today because we would love to highlight our listeners. Call 844-48-TRUTH today. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, the hope that we have in Psalm 60 is that the Lord is our refuge, but that doesn't mean that we don't experience difficulty and depression and the like, and maybe you're just downright depressed. And you know what? If you are, I pray that the Word of God is medicine for your soul. I pray that the Lord would turn your mourning into dancing. And you know what? Um, One of the, the best things for a depressed heart is to turn our gaze toward God. You know, when we get depressed, we get overwhelmed by life circumstances, even looking within ourselves and being disappointed with ourselves. But when our eyes turn to God, it seems like a lot of those things melt away in the beauty of his grace and his presence. My encouragement to you is maybe just spend a little time thinking about Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Just be still, just for a moment. Maybe maybe right now, maybe this moment is yours. Hey, be still. Just, <laughs> just cool your chest just for a minute. Just relax and know he's God. I'm not. You're not. He is. Oh, Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to meditate on your word that we might find hope to lift our heads when we are feeling depressed. Hey, if you'd like to talk to someone, you need prayer. We're available Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday through Friday, 
Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours at 844-48-TRUTH. So reach out to us today. This is Pastor Michael. This is Walk in Truth. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for praying for us. And we'll catch you here. Well, hey, I'd like to invite you out to Wednesday nights at Living Truth, where I serve as senior pastor in the city of Corona. And you can actually drink in some of the teaching in the Psalms live in person at a 7 p.m. midweek service at Living Truth. Now, we're in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue, 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona. Now, you can get driving directions when you download the Living Truth app in your app store. You can do that for free. Look for the red logo with the pillars or go to walkintruth.com and click on church. Hey, I'd love to see you at one of these midweek services. It's a pretty casual setting. We worship the Lord. We spend time in the Word of God and the Psalms right now. And also we have a concurrent youth group and stuff for the kids. Wednesday nights, Living Truth, 7 p.m. We'll see you here. God bless you. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner, too. $5 a month is greatly needed. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 82 called God Takes His Stand. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.